Hey guys, welcome back to the next episode of the Wenzel Perspective. First off, we start our episode with, of course, Cameron's weird stat, other news around the sports world, and we break down our episode into three segments. Our first segment being our fan questions. Second segment, we break down who we think will be the division winners in both the AFC and NFC. And lastly, we go over who we think are the top five best sports teams in in the state of Wisconsin over the past decade. Stay with us. All right, and we today we start off with some news around the sports world. Some things you may or may not have heard. The NBA, obviously, we had mentioned this in the last couple of episodes, is proposing to start their reduced season on July 31st. With everything going on in today's society, the rioting, the looting, and the protesting, NBA players might say, hey, we we want to protest us playing because either we feel that this this they're trying to come with a cause for everything that's going on, or they still feel like it's not safe because of COVID. So keep in mind that there will be some details in this coming out in the next coming days and weeks. So it'll be an interesting situation as we see it unfold. Also today, we hear that Marquette point guard, who recently just transferred from Ohio State, DJ Carton, recently became eligible today by the NCAA, which is significant news for not only Marquette in the state of Wisconsin, but for the Big East for college basketball. Marquette obviously takes a little bit of a a rise. Obviously, he'll fit nicely in for Marcus Howard. And that's the other news that we have currently, just some uh, basic stuff, and obviously more stuff will come out in the upcoming news and, or excuse me, upcoming days and weeks. And before we get into our questions, Cam's going to give us today's weird stat. So Steph Curry has a career high of 54 points in a game. A player has scored more than that 77 times in Warriors franchise history. So... The question was, who scored more than Steph Curry? In those well, it's just saying that somebody has scored seven, 77 times, or 54 points, 77 more times. I would, I would take it to be Will Chamberlain, right? Yeah, most like. I don't know if Durant ever had a 54-point game in there or anybody else. You, said, Barry, seven, you said 77 times, though, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it would be Chamberlain because he did play for the San Francisco oh, right. Warriors. Um, he might not have done it 77. Like, Rick Barry could have been in there. Yeah, Rick Barry's in there, obviously. Maybe... Uh, I'm not sure Baron Davis really hit those numbers. They had some good players, but, I mean, you could have had the answer for us. But either way, it's an interesting question considering all the good players that have come in the Warriors organization. All right. To start off, usually this was our middle portion of the segment for most episodes, but we're going to start off with the questionnaire segment. And, uh, Cameron, why don't you start us off with the questions that we had answered? All right. So our first question is from Austin Davies, and he wants to know, is this year's Orlando Arcia going to be same as the past? Well, from what I've seen so far in the spring training we did have, it looks like offensively he had some confidence. <laughs> he had, what, four or five home runs or well, so? In he, the- he came off a good postseason. Was that was that last year or two years ago where he had – no, it was two years ago where he had four home right, runs when, in when the they, Dodgers series. Yeah, right when uh, the Brewers were, what, seven games with the Dodgers in the NLCS? Um, I mean – it, he's such a great defensively sound player. He's very disciplined. He's 
his his very uh, fluid when he's playing at shortstop. He just makes great plays. He barely turns. He barely makes any errors. It's and it's fun watching him from a defensive standpoint. But offensively, you know that he's got to ask. I obviously improve at the plate, batting average wise, uh, consistently getting hits, especially when guys are on base because he what hits seventh or eighth in the lineup mostly. Yeah. So I mean, I think um, if anything, what we saw in spring training, there could be a sign that. I didn't or, or see us growing. I didn't watch any of the Brewers spring training, but just going off of like previous years, like watching him play, his batting sense just is so poor. Like when he actually swings, he looks like he's like about like an eleven year old girl trying to swing a bat. <laughs> and I'm also on the same page with you. I didn't really watch spring training, and I just try to keep up with the updates and news. And you may have a point in some ways. Maybe he's just got to have a different batting stance, and maybe he has tried to make some improvements there because what was his average the last just couple of years, like 230 or 40? Less than that even. I know he was hitting below 210 for a while. He's not the, the biggest guy out there, so maybe he may can't think of himself as a power hitter, but if he can if he can get up to 240, 250, I'm sure the Brewers will be happy about that. Yeah, because I think he does have serious potential in becoming a long-term player in the, at the Brewer shortstop position. All right, so our next question is from John L., and he wants to know who is the greatest Packer quarterback of all time? Well, if you want to say accomplished, you'd probably say Bart Starr, considering he won the first two Super Bowls in not only Green Bay Packers history, but NFL history. So I, I think when you look at this, Cameron, you look at it from a different standpoint. If you say the best quarterback, you're going to look at it from a talent standpoint, a most accomplished standpoint, but if you look at it from a talent standpoint, you'd say it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, if you're going from talent, you got to go Rodgers. But for me, if I'm just going best actual pack quarterback, I'd probably go with Brett Favre. And I Brett Favre is one of my favorite players of all time growing up watching him play. He made some really good things with the Packers. He won a Super Bowl back in 97. He's, what, two or three, MV, three MVPs, I believe. Yeah. Rodgers has two. Not really sure what – Bart Starr has any. I'm not really sure how they did the awards back then. But on a talent standpoint, it's got to be Rodgers just because of some of the things he did and some of, some of the plays he was able to make that it was so incredibly tough that even some players like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, guys like that I would think would have a difficulty making. And it, it's just going to be so tough to see Rodgers in the accomplishment portion of the best quarterback because he didn't have the teams that, Bart Starr and Brett Favre did. Right, yeah. I mean, Roger still has potentially a few years to add to his resume, so we'll see how that goes. Yep. All right, our next question is from Ethan H., and he wants to know, what is our Mount Rushmore of appetizers? Oh, wow. There's That's a fun a, question. I, 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 I'll give you at least half of it. One, you got to put on the mini tacos. Uh, the mini tacos are there. That's your, that's your number one pick? No, but I, Mount Rushmore, there is no number one. No, I know, but I'm saying you put, that, you put, you put that's four. your go-to? Well, you put mini tacos on there. You also put in those uh, potato – or uh, the loaded potato things like – Potato put, skins? Potato skins, yeah. Like they have the bacon bacon pieces, the chives, and sour cream and cheese. You got to put those on there. Cheese curds is obvious on there for number three. And number four, it's tough because you can put like mozzarella sticks or onion rings. And I know you don't like some of those, but it's a tie. That's why whenever we go out to eat, we always get the variety basket. Right. I mean, I'd say for sure you got to go cheese curds. I'd put nachos in there. I'm a big nachos fan. And then, yeah, like you said, maybe mozzarella sticks. But you can never go wrong with a good, like, combo platter just to get a little bit of everything. And after 
after reviewing this episode, I'm sure we'll say, hey, we forgot this certain appetizer too. All right, so our next question is from OCE, and he wants to know, the new Xbox or the PS5? I haven't seen the new Xbox yet. In fact, what is it? Is it Xbox 2 or what's the name I, of it? I don't even know if they even came out with the name at all. I previously owned an Xbox 360 about 10 years ago or so, and went to a, I actually had a PS3 as well, then I went to PS4. So obviously I'm at the PS4 level now, and if I do invest, it'll obviously be a PS5. I've seen the PS5, and I see all the memes people are comparing the PS5 to your 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 router that's in your own living room <laughs> or something similar. I thought the controller looked pretty nice in the PS5 too. It's some little, of the like, little effects that it's going to have, like you'll actually be able to feel stuff on the controller. Like you'll be be able to feel like the weather, however that's going to work out. The weather. Yeah, if there's weather in a game, you might be able to feel it raining on your controller. That's hmm. what I've heard. Well, I mean, we we always I always thought in talking video games every way that PS4 and Xbox One was like the latest or the most next gen gaming we can get to, but. Hey, we'll see what happens when uh, it comes out. Was it this year or next year? I thought they said it was going to come out around December, so I'm sure they're. Gonna, I'm sure they're going to try to get it out before Christmas time, so everybody's spending their money on that for gifts. Mm-hmm. All right, and our final question comes from Trent Trent K, and he wants to know where we think Giannis will be ranked on the all time list when he is all said and done. Like all all time, all time. Um, I mean, it, it's tough. People don't. It's so hard to compare nowadays. I mean, you've seen ESPN just came up with their ranking of 100, 100 greatest players of all time. And what did he come in at, 27 or 28? Yeah, 27, I believe. And a lot of people that are like the old-timers don't really appreciate seeing that because they've Giannis has been like, what, six years, seven years? He's already got an MVP. But I think he can only make that list so if he does get some championships. I, I'm, well, I, I'm not the guy that looks at that because, obviously, I don't think Bill Russell is the greatest player of all time. But if, if Giannis can get maybe one or two more MVPs, you know, obviously several more. He games. needs to get at least some finals appearances. So this, yeah, finals, this, yeah, this will be a big year. He's gonna make at least make the finals. I mean, Malone and Stockton did. Barkley, they made the finals. Obviously, they didn't win, but at least they made the finals. So but I mean, maybe that's a reason for why they're not in the top ten. So, but that does. So where do you think he can end up? I I, I certainly think he can end up top twenty. What? He's already almost top twenty. <laughs> Well, I give him a couple of years, and I think he will hit top twenty. Well, yeah, I'm top. But this is saying when his career is done. I'm just saying, like, so ESPN has him what ranked twenty seven. That's mm-hmm. not top twenty. Right, like, I know, but I'm when his career is done, I'm not saying he's there. That. Oh, well, yeah, he's not there yet. I like I said, he's got those things have to be accomplished. I'm not. I'm not a fortune teller. I don't. I can't predict that stuff. But that's but, not the question. But where do you think he will end up? I'm gonna put no. That's not the question. It's not a yes or no. It's saying where do you think he'll end up? No, but I, end up I, I, I'm, I'm saying no because you, you thought of like top twenty. But I'm, I'm saying he's not going to get even to top twenty. When his career's done? Yes. Here's the thing, oh though. My. Just listen. If he can develop a shot, a consistent shot, he's not a you're poor say, shooter. You're saying he's not going to move up seven spots by the time he retires? Listen, the only two people in the top rankings that can't shoot a basketball. Are what Shaquille O'Neal and Wilt Chamberlain? Bill it, Russell, Carmelo was not a shooter. I mean, he had a decent. I guess they really haven't seen highlights compared to Bill Russell, but you've seen all the guys that talk about Wilt Chamberlain. I, those, Giannis has plenty. I mean, I wouldn't say plenty of time, but he has time to develop a shot. Look at Brooke Lopez. He didn't hit a. He I didn't make any. I'm not saying I that know. he can't develop a shot. I'm just saying if he does, if he develops a shot, he moves into the top eight of all time. I think. I think at his peak, he can make it to the top four. Oh. 
I, I don't know about that because it's hard he, seeing him over LeBron, MJ. Cruz. He's not. I didn't say he was going to be over them. I said I can see him getting into the top four. I definitely can see him passing up players like Magic Johnson, maybe well, yeah. Tim Duncan, Bill Russell. I can definitely see him being. Better I don't than see them. him passing guys like Hakeem though. Maybe Shaq. Maybe tough to beat Larry Legend. Those guys. Those guys are purely accolades, which will, which Giannis needs to get. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. I like I said, I think I can see him getting into the top four or five. All right, that's that's your prediction then. Yep. All right. Well, maybe if we reflect back in this one day, we will <laughs> we will uh, see. All right. Normally we would take a commercial break, but we're gonna go ahead and we're just get into a or get into our division winners now to start. So we, you know, going over this and we're, we were trying to do our best cam, obviously to kind of reflect on how well some of these teams did in the draft and which guys they signed in free agency, which guys are returning and then which guys we had lost. So we'll start in the AFC first. Uh, you picked the division. What one are we going to start in? Right, let's go with the AFC South to begin with. All right. You, you start off this one. Who do you think will be the favorite to win the AFC South? Uh, I mean, like any year, that division's really up for grabs. I think that's one of the most, uh, or the division that really anybody can win year to year. The Texans won it last year, and I do think they will win it again. Actually, well, it's tough to say. They did lose DeAndre Hopkins. They got Brandon Cooks coming in, though. So I think, actually, the Titans might swoop that up. I guess a lot's going to ride on Deshaun Watson. So, yeah, I, I'm actually going to go with the Titans for this one. Um. I didn't do a whole lot of research. You know, with the NFL, everything going on, it was just so tough to kind of keep track of the NFL postseason and offseason. But didn't the Colts make a, make a selection at quarterback in the draft? Because I know I thought they made a signing. They got Phillip Rivers. Yeah, they made, that's who it was. Phillip Rivers is now in Indianapolis. I'm not sure that's going to make a big impact because he's obviously past his prime I don't know end of his career. They don't. I mean, they have T.Y. Hilton, but I don't think their receiving core is that great. Well, and the thing is, T.Y. Hilton can't stay healthy. And the thing is, you, you look at Jacksonville, it seems like they're trying to get over the hump. They had so many years of being poor, and it seems like they're they're making moves. And the defense is – they're a young team, certainly trying to make some strides at defense. I'm going to go with Houston for now just because Deshaun Watson's probably the second best young quarterback in the league behind Pat Mahomes. And like you said, they lose Hopkins. It hurts, but they did make some signs. Didn't they get Laramie Tunsil too on the offensive line? So. so I mean, it certainly does help from a standpoint. The defense is always going to be solid. So we'll, I'm going to go with Houston as well. It's always good to root for JJ Watt too. Always sure. Fun. And of course, Titans are always a classic human mind. But we'll and see. Col- Colts and Jonathan Taylor though. So yeah, that'll be interesting. they got Miles Mack yet, or excuse Marlon me, Mack. Marlon Mack. So it, it's it's tight for now, but I'm sure the Texans I think will. Stay there. All right. So next, we'll go with the AFC East, and I'll, I'll let you start with this one. Uh, what the easiest division of uh, in the NFL in terms of it, of being the Patriots, probably. Patriots what? have Patriots have won you that. Think they're division. easily winning it again. That's, that's oh yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, Patriots have won this now for what 11, 12 years in a row. Yeah. I think was it 09 the last year they didn't win. Probably the first time in over a decade that it's really up for grabs. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to be interesting. Look how well the Bills had last year. The solid year they had. Josh Allen made some strides. Was it, what, a second or third year last year as a starting yep. quarterback? They picked up Stephon Diggs, the Bills. You know what? Because the Patriots don't have Brady, I'm not saying Brady's going to be the main reason because he's obviously 40 or 41, whatever. 
this is going to be a different look for the Patriots. The first time you don't see Tom Brady in a Patriot uniform since, what, 2000 or 2001, whenever he first came. I'm going to go with the Bills for now in a very tight race, considering they've got some young weapons coming in. Coming in. They're making strides. They're, they're becoming a better unit. They had a big start last year. I'm going to go with the Bills. And let's say I'm going to go with the Bills to be 11-5, and five, Patriots 10-6, and six, and it's going to be Maybe. pretty close. I think the Bills are going to win, I wouldn't say handily. I think they'll have like a game or two lead over the Jets what? in second. So the, I was going to say the Jets did look like they had a solid draft, enough to maybe make a better run than they did at their 7-9 and nine mark last year. I think they – I don't know. I see the Patriots being 8-8 eight and eight at best. I mean, who they, have, they have Jared Stidman as their quarterback. So. Sid, Sidham, Sidham, whatever you call it. But they, they do have most of their guys back in their defense, and their right. defense was but, the number one defense in the league last year. Right. All right, so next we got the AFC West, and I think this, to me, probably one of the most easiest divisions to pick. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sure like 99% of America would with Patrick Mahomes. Well, yeah. I'm not sure what other teams done to improve their, their mark in the well, draft. Chargers got – Herbert, I'm, yeah, I don't see Justin. Herbert. Yeah, he's not going to be that an impact right away. Right, you have right. the you have the NFL MVP on your team, Impact Mahomes. You got the NFL's most electrifying offense, and now they do bring fastest receiver and Tyreek Hill, and obviously Michael Hardman is fast. They've got some just fast weapons players that I would love to see the Green Bay Packers have. I'm going to root for Denver though. A little Melvin Gordon action now. Yeah, and they also got Philip Lindsay, so I'm not sure how much of a of an impact player Gordon's going to be. The Raiders, you think, are a team that's going to make a rise, but then they somehow just – Nah, they, they, they new stadium. they got a lot of stuff going on. Derek Carr is never really healthy enough to, to be at the Berg. So, obviously, I'm going to have the Kansas City Chiefs going no worse than 13-3 and three this year. I think that's a pretty safe bet with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. All right, AFC North gets a little more interesting with a healthy Big Ben, but I still think the Ravens will probably win it. Pretty easily, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Baltimore. They were 14 and two. They what? They had the best record in the NFL this last yep. year. Um, it was kind of hard to believe that Lamar Jackson didn't win MVP by the solid year that he had. He did. Oh yeah, that's right. I, why did I think Pat Mahomes won it two years ago? Oh my God! Talk about me and having a slow start at uh, NFL. Uh, but yeah, Lamar Jackson had a, just a phenomenal year. Um, they. Won the NFC North by six games. AFC North. <laughs> AFC. <laughs> I'm Jeez, aye, aye, aye. <laughs> They won the AFC North by six games. So. And usually that's the division we always see as pretty even, a pretty tough, hard-nosed football, and a, a division that always has solid defenses too. But can you – so let's go with the Bengals here. Do the Bengals make a better mark than their 2-14 and 14 record than they had last year? I mean, Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow's finally in the mix. Does that make a I don't impact? See, I really don't see them winning more than five games at most. I mean, it, it's tough. They're, It'll Joe, definitely be a learning year. I, for I, I think Joe Burrow might have a solid NFL career. It's tough to see, obviously, right now. Like I said, I'm not a fortune teller or anything. So it, it's tough to say. The Cleveland Browns seem like they're a team that they have talent, but It'll just, it all rides on Baker. So, and I. I don't know. I think this is the last year Baker has proved himself. I think they can win. They won six games last year. I can see them winning anywhere from six to ten games again. Tell you what, if they they went six and ten last year, they win less than six games. Half that, half the coaching staff gets fired. Baker Mayfield's gone. 
Odell Beckham's gone. I mean, Odell could be traded midseason. There have been rumors on that. But there's just so much drama, so much distractions between Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. And they're, so, and they're very talented athletes, talented football players. But that's not they something got, that a system like the Cleveland Austin, Browns need. Austin Hooper coming in, though. True. And they also have David Njoku, who I he think – He was hurt a lot last year. So I, I think David Njoku is a solid player. Right. So, so Yeah, give me the Baltimore. I'll have Baltimore going at about 13-3. and three. Pittsburgh in second. Uh, it's going to be tough. Well, this, if Cleveland's doing worse than they did last year, I'd imagine you'd have Pittsburgh winning more than five games. Pittsburgh finishes at least 9-7 and seven unless Ben Roethlisberger plays the whole year. Not saying that he's going to or they're going to finish that well if he plays all year because he's getting older, but obviously it made a difference because having Mason Rudolph and who was the other guy? Hodges. Devin yeah. Hodges was the other, the other quarterback. So Ben Roethlisberger's health kind of depends on the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, then we go to the NFC now. Let's start with the NFC South. Um, I think this division is, I mean, it's going to be interesting this year now with Tom Brady, but I think the Saints will still win this pretty easily. I have the Saints as my Super Bowl prediction for this next year. I think the Saints are a safe Super Bowl pick any year. Any year, but I think they they pick up Emmanuel Sanders, another weapon for – Drew Brees, you look at, like, when we play fantasy football, Drew Brees is always, what, 12th, 13th in the quarterback rankings to start the year. And I always say that's just too low. <laughs> He's always top five. He, he is. Yeah, I understand he was hurt this last year, right? Or was that yeah. last year? No, he was hurt this year, but he came back and was yeah, still averaging he, 30 points exactly. a game. He, he still averaged 300 passing yards a game, two or three touchdowns. Michael Thomas had, what, the best season in NFL history in terms of a wide receiver. He broke Marvin Harrison's reception record. Reception, reception record. It, I, their defense improved too. They've got weapons. They've got Pro Bowl players on the defensive side now. Offense are drafted at, Zach Bond. A, yeah, exactly. And think Zach Bond can might make a, 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 a maybe a, an impact from day one. I, I think the Saints now are the most complete team in the NFL. I think the Falcons have health issues that prevent them from being a second that place team. Todd Gurley coming in. They got a whole bunch of issues though with their coaching. Not Man. necessarily that the Dan Quinn's bad, but. Panthers have a new coach and a new quarterback. I think Carolina is going to rebuild this year. Tampa Bay, I think, goes from seven and nine to maybe nine and seven, ten yeah. and six this year after bringing in Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski. They had the number one receiving core from last year with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So I think it'll be a very interesting division. It'll be fun to watch. Maybe one of the most fun to watch in the NFL. Yeah, I think this overall it's a pretty. But I think the Saints will. Ease. I think the Saints will go at least fourteen and two this year. Top to bottom, though, it is a pretty. Fun division to watch, though, in terms of talent you got there. Each yeah. te- each team's got some good firepower yeah, on the I, offensive side. I agree. All right, let's go to the NFC East, then arguably one of the worst divisions in football. <laughs> one of the worst divisions and one of the toughest to predict. Everybody always thinks that it's either going to be an Eagles and Cowboys showdown. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys. They're, I let, We're going to take them at either 10-6 and six or 11-5. and five. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then they go 8-8 eight eight right at 500 because – Everybody thinks that Dak Prescott is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and while he's a talented player, uh, he was what? He was a top three, five quarterback in fantasy football this last year. He just his fantasy doesn't always necessarily mean you win games. He's not going to. Yeah, he's got, he's going to make sure he can get you the plays that you are going to be able to win some games. We'll see how that young Eagles wide receiver core does. Yep, and all, you know a lot of those guys got to stay healthy. Redskins, they'll be tough for them. I just don't think that they're right there yet. That they're there yet. They've got. Holes. They've got holes to fill they yet. Got the Dwayne Haskins problem. We'll see how that turns out. Yeah, they got holes on both sides of the ball to, to figure out. 
Tell you what, I'm a, just for now, because Philly won it last year, I'm going to go with Philly again because I think if Carson Wentz stays healthy, I think they're easily a 10-win team. I'm going to stay on the stereotype here and say that the Cowboys are going to win about 11 games this year. I love their CD Lamb pick. I think that is a great fit for them. They got now three pretty good wide receivers, and I think that that offense is going to be one to mess with. Besides CD Lamb and Mark Cooper, who's this? Michael third? Gallup. Okay. I think he's a solid. Yeah, he's, he's all right. Of course, he was hurt for four or five games last year. Yeah, that's it's it's tough. You you want to the Cowboys have the talent, but it depends on what the coaching staff allows it to get done on the field. So maybe Mike McCarthy comes in and makes the impact right away. We'll see. All right, so we go from one of the weakest divisions to arguably the toughest division in the NFC West. What are you thinking for this one? San Francisco took it last year. Seattle was right behind them. The Rams are obviously not too far behind. The Rams actually failed expectation. I think most people thought the Rams were going to be the best team in the NFC last year. They lost Brandon Cooks. He, well, I mean, they had they Robert Woods. And they had Robert Cup. Woods and uh, Cooper Cup in there. They should have been more of an impact than what they had. I, I, I you got the Cardinals coming in with DeAndre Hopkins now. The Cardinals are going to make it interesting. Kyler Murray's got a year of experience under his belt. I, I don't think the Rams are going to make it with Jared Goff at quarterback. I just, I'm, I just can't see it. He's a n- former number one overall pick, and that was what 2017. He was number one pick, and what has this will be his what third or fourth season? What's what has he done that has he proved to be? A former or current number one pick. I don't, I don't think they, he's they, been bad. But look at look at the gambles they made, especially on the defensive side of the ball, bringing in like Robert Quinn, Michael Brockers on the D line to put on with they Aaron had, Donald. They had a lot of big names on their defense. I don't know if they were necessarily good fits. They brought what Marcus Peters on the secondary too, and they they, they had, had Aqib Tlaib. He's with Miami now, I believe. Yeah, they they had they brought they they were trying to pull what Denver did in 2013 or 14. You bring you bring you bought most of your defense with free agents. But they couldn't live up to it. I can see San Francisco, Seattle, or LA all winning easily, winning ten plus games. I don't. I think Arizona can win around eight, nine games. So it'll be interesting. It, it's all going to ride on the divisional games. I think. I think what I'm going to predict here is it's tough because I think San Francisco is still a solid team. I think Seattle. I think Russell Wilson is getting more of the respect he deserves as being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL because he's one of the more clutch quarterbacks. He makes plays. I tell you what, I'm going to go Seattle. and I'm going to go Seattle 11-5. and five. I think San Francisco comes behind at 10-6. and six. L.A. at 8-8. Eight eight. Arizona at 7-9. and nine. Yeah, I mean, San Francisco has a lot of good returning players left. They had a pretty good draft class for only having a handful of picks. But I do have to agree with you. I do think Seattle will come out on top. I mean, that Pete Carroll-Russell Wilson duo is a pretty good one at that. And... Good, good running back returning. Good receivers yeah. returning. And while well, we're trying to keep everything in a respectable time frame, we really haven't gone over a lot of the guys that these, some of these teams have picked up in the offseason. The draft that'll make an immediate impact. There's a lot of time left for injuries to happen and more transactions. Yep, always. All right. So at last, we have the NFC North, which we kind of briefly went over in our previous episode when we talked Packers Vikings, but obviously I. It's safe to say we both had the Green Bay Packers obviously taking the division no, again. Come on now. I never said don't put words into my mouth. I, I never said you that. You literally said the last episode that you probably would say the Packers will take first in this division. Now, I they finished thirteen and three last year. I would probably say that they win the division going eleven and five. Vikings will finish the same ten and six. The Bears were eight and eight last year. I can see them finishing that or seven mm, and nine. I think they'll drop a little bit. I I think I'd put the Lions out of the Bears. 
Interesting. The Lions didn't do too much to get better. They, Nick got Foles, rid of- they have Nick Foles. I think right at some point Nick Foles comes in and will either have to make some type of an impact or some type of a, a contribution that they're not getting from Mitch Trubisky. I think the Lions, who went 3-12 and last year, and, of course, a tie, they win maybe two extra games from last year. Like I said in our previous episode, they're two games – excuse me, two years away from making some serious uh, firepower, some serious noise in that division. So – even the Packers at twelve and four or eleven and five, and then the Vikings at ten and six. I think the Packers will probably win the division. The Vikings exactly will scoop See? up that wild card, but this will be the last year with that happening. Vikings got some young guys that are going to turn it around. They just need one more year under their belt, and it'll be game over. Plus, it depends on how the Dalvin Cook situation turns out. Sounds good. All right, we'll avoid some uh, a break here again, and we'll get into our last segment right off the bat. So we were kind of discussing a topic to kind of finish off today's episode, and Cam suggested a pretty uh, kind of an interesting topic, a fun topic that maybe that doesn't get talked about a lot. But here we go. So we were going to go over who we think are the top five best teams in the state of Wisconsin first, any type of sport, high school, college, professional, in the past decade. So why don't you start with your number five? And I'm looking at your number five, and okay. But we'll see. I mean – I feel like once you think about it, you can't argue it because we were actually just talking about this the other day. But for my number five, I have a 2015-2016 men's basketball at Spash. This is arguably high school. High school. This is arguably one of the best team high school basketball teams in the state of Wisconsin ever with Sam and Joey Hauser, Trevor Anderson, Trevor Anderson, Jay Kreshak. Yeah, they were a fun team. They destroyed everybody they played. No, they did have one loss their senior year. Oh, that was to was it Creighton Durham Hall or something? No, like that. that was their junior year. They lost to um, was it Eden? Not Eden. Minnetonka, one of the. No, anyways, a powerhouse in Minnesota. Yeah. But we were just talking about this. You were saying that they might be the best team, high school team ever. In Wisconsin. Yeah, but to put them in the five best teams in the Wisconsin sports over the past decade is kind of a reach because, and we'll go over a quick review after because there's a team that I'm sure people are going to wonder. Why they're not on your list, but but for mine, um, but for my f- fifth one, we have the 2011-2012 Badgers football team that Russell Wilson got in. Uh, Russell Wilson became maybe the best pe- was quarterback in Wisconsin history. They obviously lost in the Rose Bowl to Oregon. TCU. No, that was Oregon. Oh, that was the year before. Yeah. Yep, TCU the year before, then Stanford after Oregon. So that's number five. Now. Our podcast only allows for a certain time segment to be straight through. So when we come back, we'll give me and Cameron's top four teams. So stay tuned, and we'll get that right when we come back. All right, and we're back, and we apologize for the slight interruption. But uh, before Cameron had listed number five in his team was the 2015-16 Stevens Point Area High School Senior High School Boys Basketball Team, one of the best high school teams that is known to play in the state of Wisconsin. And on my number five, I had the 2011-2012 Wisconsin Badgers football team that had been led by Russell Wilson. So, Cameron, why don't we continue with your number four team on your list? Uh, for my number four, I have this year's Bucks team. Um it's at number four currently, but it still can move up depending on how the rest of the season goes. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of curious to see you put that, considering obviously the season didn't get finished. But obviously, they were had they currently had the best record in the NBA. I mean, they could have won sixty five game plus games, so it is true. But can't go wrong with the pick. Uh, 
And my number four, I had the 2018 Brewers. Obviously, that was the the disappointing, well, I wouldn't say disappointing, but the tough end to the season where they lost to the Dodgers in Game 7 of the NLCS. Uh, Brewers had one of their best finishes in the regular season. 163 regular season games, beating out the Cubs for that home field home field advantage in the playoffs. Yeah. Taking care of the Rockies, pretty easy. Some of the best, what, balanced two-way ball the Brewers have ever had in terms of pitching and hitting. Right there, pitching actually showed up in the playoffs. Christian Yelich won the MVP that year in his, what, second year as a Brewer? First year. Well, it was his first year. I thought it was his second year. First year. But, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a season we won't forget, and then we knew that they should have went to the World Series, but that's my number four. For my number three, I have the 2018-2019 Bucks, so the team from last year. Uh, they won 62, I believe, 62 games. 62 and 20, I believe, yep. Lost in game six, the round before the finals. Such a heartbreaking defeat. Yeah, should have been championship for them. It was frustrating, right? I mean, they had it all lined up. All the Warriors players were getting hurt, but had what? Yeah. Nonetheless, though, still a great season. Two zero lead against the Raptors, especially. Yeah. Probably that would probably make a top five heartbreak Mm -hmm. too. Actually, on my number three, I had the same. I had the twenty eighteen nineteen Bucks. It was a great, uh, memorable year that they had. It was just a tough way that they ended it. Now Giannis was the MVP. Everything's were going their way. I think the Bucks really took fire to Paul Pierce's comments in the playoffs. What do you think, <laughs> Paul? And if anybody was unfamiliar, it was what the uh, second round of the playoffs is when the Bucks played the Celtics. And Paul Pierce said after the Celtics' first or game one win that the series was over. The Bucks had no chance. Uh, and the Bucks came in one the next four games. Yeah, I don't know. Paul Pierce is an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to. Comment. He also is a former Jayhawk, so he's a very, very honorable player. Yeah, okay. <laughs> for my number two, I have the 2018 Brewers that you had at your number four. For the same reasons, I, I don't know, I just think it ranked higher. Since the Brewers haven't had uh, necessary too much or so much success in regards to their postseason, I mean, they've only made the postseason five or six times in their franchise history. But, uh, yeah, for all the reasons you said, that's why I have them at number two. Sounds good. Probably my number two, I would have uh, the 2014-15 Wisconsin Badgers basketball team. They might be my most favorite team to have ever watched. And I mean, one through ten, though, I they, see, were, they were such solid players. They, could, they didn't, actually didn't have much depth. It was more like one through eight. Well, I mean, they, had, yeah, a, they I get, had good bench I, players. I get what you're saying, but they should have been the 2015 national championship champions ever since the uh, poorly ripped off – game that was for the Wisconsin another standpoint another top heartbreak moment it was I don't I've never watched a re a re, re uh re, rerun of that game I've seen the yeah, Kentucky re, game previously refused to watch it yep it was I might not be one of the most heartbreaking games but the most uh what do you say games that were most unfortunate maybe in all-time sports history probably is the most memorable one too unfortunately we'll watch it and see why the Badgers got ripped off all right, and then for my number one, I have the 2014-2015 Badgers that we just talked about for the reasons you said. And I don't, they were just fun to watch the whole year, fun to follow the, the team. They Their tournament, they actually had the hardest road to get to the championship they possibly could. Yeah, it beat Arizona, Kentucky, North Carolina. I don't think that's, yep, that they yeah, beat Arizona was the lead eight, yep. Yep, two years in a row. Yeah, it was a tough team. Kaminsky, Deckard, Hayes, Koenig, Gosser. It was a good, good run of players. 
So my number one, and I'm not sure why Cameron didn't have this anywhere in his top five. I refuse to put any of that in my top five. can't be biased, so. I will be biased. Number one, I had the only team from Wisconsin that had had won a championship, obviously. That was the 2010-2011 Packers. I'll never forget that run. The Packers won the Super Bowl that year over the Steelers because uh, that was my senior year of high school. Something to remember remember by. It was a memorable run. The Packers, I believe, were the wildcard team that year and had momentum. Going in, their defense was probably the best. Probably the best defense that year they a, they, that that they ever had. They were number two, I think, in terms of total defense in the NFL. They were behind the Steelers, who they beat. You know, and it was just a fun game to watch. The Packers started off big that game, and then obviously they had momentum going into the following season because they went fifteen and one the following season. They had a lot of weapons on offense on that team. Mm-hmm. They had a very good receiving core that was pretty deep. Went like even four or five deep on the receiving core. Yeah, they had something that Rodgers just doesn't even have close to having right now, which is unfortunate because it really does uh, affect the status of what Rodgers could do on the offense. Yeah, who so cares about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, see, you can't <laughs> see. You don't have time for biasism. Just I will yeah, be biased. You were just being biased about Kansas. Come for I just I didn't just mention a player went to Kansas. Oh yeah, okay. Anyway, so coming from a Vikings fan who didn't have the Packers on there. Before we uh, end our segment here and our episode, what's one other team you think you could have put as like an honorable mention? Um, I don't know. I, you could go with the following year for the Badgers, another Final Four team. Uh, you could have went with one of the, another the one. Following of, year? You talking the previous year for basketball, like 2013-14? Oh uh, yeah, whatever, same okay. thing. Or you no. <laughs> you could you could have again went with another Badger football team, another Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. They went to like four Rose Bowls this decade. Yep. I yeah I I guess for me I would have put probably the 1920 bucks the Sears Bucks team obviously I was going off by teams that had completed seasons but obviously the Bucks were obviously having the best season this year or we're on track to have a better season than last year when I was actually doing this list I was considering putting the 2017 uh, Badgers football team in there they only lost one game that year to Ohio State I believe uh, didn't they beat Miami that year in the, in the, in the Western the Mich- Bowl? Western Michigan. Yeah, they they beat LSU in the regular season. The only thing that really held me back was their quarterback, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, whose name we shall not mention. Corey Holmes' is favorite quarterback. I guess it was so Alex Hornerbrook. So. That's Corey Holmes' favorite quarterback along with Joel Stavik. <laughs> so there you have That's our top five teams of the state of Wisconsin for sports over the past decade. I want to thank everybody for tuning in with us again. Again, if anybody has a question they would like answered, Feel free to comment on the post on either on Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, or just message me or Cameron personally, and we will get that answered for you for the next episode. And we will have our next episode coming up momentarily, and uh, hopefully everybody stays, stays tuned, and uh, everybody take care.